and welcome to The Turbulent World with me, James M. Dorsey, as your host. A Gulf investor with an analytical and artistic bent, Ali al-Salim pinpointed the longer-term challenges Saudi Arabia faces as it reestablishes relations with Iran. While most analysts focused on the immediate reduction of regional tensions and the possible opening towards an end to the eight-year-long Saudi military intervention in Yemen as a result of a Chinese-mediated agreement to restore diplomatic relations between two Middle Eastern arch-rivals, Mr. Al-Salem is looking at Iran's long-term competitive edge compared to the kingdom. As relations between Saudi and Iran begin to thaw, the logic for Saudi's ambitious Tohena ski resort will come further into question. Iran boasts world-class ski resorts, an hour from Tehran, and 90 kilometers of slopes. Oh, and it's all natural, even the snow, Mr. Al-Salim said on Twitter. Mr. Al-Salim was referring to a yet-to-be-built resort on mountain peaks overlooking Niam, slated to be home to 7,000 people by 2026 and annually attract 700,000 visitors. Tuchena would be the Gulf's first outdoor ski resort. Niam is Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman's $500 billion fantasia. It is a futuristic, science fiction-like new city and tourism destination along the Red Sea in a mostly unpopulated part of the kingdom. Somewhat incongruously, the Olympic Council of Asia has awarded Tuchena the right to host the 2029 Asian Winter Games. In contrast, Tehran's up to 5,600 meter high, 600 kilometer long Alborz mountain range that stretches along the Caspian Sea, snow falls occasionally on Trochena's 2,400 meter high Sarawat Mountains. To compensate for its shortage, Trochena plans to create an outdoor ski slope by blasting artificial snow on the mountains. This slope would be powered by renewable energy. In Mr. Al-Salim's mind, Trochena appears to be emblematic of the broader challenge posed by an Iran that eventually is freed of the shackles of crippling U.S. sanctions and has rebuilt its economy. Unshackled and recovered, Iran brings to the table much that Saudi Arabia has and more. With a population close to 90 million, Iran is almost three times the size of the kingdom. It ranks as the world's third largest oil and second largest natural gas reserve holder. Beyond boasting one of the Middle East's largest domestic markets, an innovative and technology savvy youth, a deep seated identity rooted in empire and a battle hardened military, Iran occupies strategic geography at the crossroads of Central Asia, the Middle East and Europe, and a coastline along the Arabian Sea, the western end of the Indo-Pacific. To be sure, Iran has a long way to go to fully capitalize on its assets, 
with no immediate prospect of its clerical regime doing what it would take to persuade the United States to lift sanctions, rebuild confidence with its neighbors, including Saudi Arabia, and introduce necessary political, economic, and social reforms. As a result, Saudi Arabia has a first starter advantage, with which Mr. bin Salman is bent on exploiting with his social reforms and efforts to diversify the Saudi economy, to reduce the kingdom's dependence on oil exports, of which Trojena is one building block. Even so, the restoration of diplomatic relations with Saudi Arabia constitutes a first step to strengthen the Iranian economy. This would enable Iran to position itself as not just a formidable political rival, but also an economic competitor. Evidently, the escalation will reduce the cost of regional security for all parties and free up more potential for trade and cross-border investments and partnerships that the region needs, said Bijan Khajepur, a keen observer of the Iranian economy. Iranian hopes have been buoyed by plans by the United Arab Emirates to boost annual trade with Iran to $30 billion in the next two years, up from $20 billion in 2022. Emirati interest in Iranian infrastructure, including the strategic Arabian Sea of Chabahar, and prospects for Saudi investment in the Islamic Republic. Saudi Finance Minister Mohammed Al Jadan recently told a private sector forum of Saudi Arabia's sovereign wealth fund that investment in Iran could happen very quickly. Optimistically, Mr. Al Jadan went on to say that there are a lot of opportunities for Saudi investments in Iran. We don't see impediments as long as the terms of any agreement would be respected. Mr. Al-Jadan's remarks did not refer to US sanctions, the elephant in the room. Instead, he hinted at Iran's need to clean up multiple legal and operational ambiguities that pose obstacles to foreign investment even without considering externally imposed restrictions. Laying out a roadmap for Saudi and Gulf investment in Iran, Mr. Khajepur suggested that initially investments could target non-sanctioned industries, such as food and pharmaceuticals, while developing creative banking and financial solutions that would enable circumvention of sanctions. Furthermore, Mr. Khajepur held out the possibility that the United States could provide waivers for investments that address water scarcity and climate change. If and when sanctions are lifted, the sky is the limit. Opportunities range from cooperation on petroleum products and petrochemicals, development of an offshore Saudi-Iranian Kuwaiti gas field, and connecting electricity grids to investment in transportation linkages, according to Mr. Khajepur. Saudi interest in getting in on the ground floor of Iran's eventual re-emergence extends beyond geopolitical, security, economic, and commercial considerations. Economic cooperation has the potential 
to blunt the impact of an unleashed Iran by making the kingdom a partner. Iran's rise is inevitable. When it happens, the Middle East will be a different place. Saudi Arabia knows that. It sees the short and long-term benefits of recalibrating relations with Iran. Iran hasn't quite thought that far, but ultimately it will, said a European official who closely monitors Middle Eastern developments. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Diplomats, policymakers, investors, executives, journalists, and academics listen to my twice-weekly podcast and or read my syndicated newsletter that is republished by media across the globe. Maintaining free distribution ensures that the podcast and newsletter have maximum impact. Paid subscribers help me cover the monthly cost of producing the newsletter and podcast. Please consider becoming a paid subscriber. You can do so by clicking on Substack on the subscription button at www.jamesmdorsey.substack.com and choosing one of the subscription options. Or support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash soccer. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. Thank you. Take care and best wishes. Thank you.